Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The story of Pritchard and Dayton is the story of two people who came together through a mutual love of skateboarding and a total disregard for their own personal safety. It's a story of growing up, not fitting in. A story of underdogs and friendship. A story of crimes against good taste and a story of rock and roll excess. I was looking for something and it definitely wasn't Don. Probably a skateboard and a fucking good time. <laughs> to be told constantly in school that you were worthless and you were shit, you couldn't do anything, and I actually found something that I was good to do it. He was always quiet, his skateboarding did the talking until he met Dayton. Yeah! What happened then, it was like a Molotov cocktail. It was totally natural to just progress from filming skateboarding to caption the shit that we get up to outside of skateboarding. Ah! It just went hand in hand. We've got a video camera, let's get some footage. Ah! We just went fucking mental. Will you get off? The entire Pritchard versus Dayton thing just stemmed from what we're like. We were all just mucking about. <laughs> it really did showcase what a bunch of assholes while skateboarders are. <laughs> we knew the filmer. It was like he was being forced to fucking film like an executions video against his will or something. It's what fucking people are talking about. It was the most hyped British skate video of all time. But not just because of all the, like, carnage and the nonsense. Like, the skating on it was fucking breakthrough for the time. 
all these people are ringing us up going, we want a piece of the fucking action. And we're going, what have we done? You know, what have we done? When Dirty Sanchez hit the TV screen, poof, fucking hell. I wasn't surprised at all that MTV came knocking on their door. It was like a fucking TV producer's wet dream, wasn't it? There was never any doubt in my mind that this would be the biggest show that MTV UK had ever made. It was getting drunk and skateboarding and messing around. And then the only thing better than doing that is getting paid to get drunk and skateboard and mess around. From somebody who likes fucking partying, this was right up my street. Things changed fast. I mean, it was like... It battered over the head with something really hard. Get driven to the club in a limo, VIP area, Pancho walks in, throws up all over his feet, starts breakdancing and the puke. The entire club starts going mental. Drinks being bought you left, right and centre. They've gone from two guys who skated to being MTV Europe's biggest ever show. I've been on like tours with big time skate superstars, but that was the most in your face, this is what celebrity is experience I've ever had. We were treated like fucking stars. Can you go to America to fucking do the MTV Awards? Woohoo! Yeah! I think it was Christine Aguilera in front, Justin Timberlake behind, all the pap rats, he's gone wild taking photos. Being a skateboarder for years, being beaten up, being taken the piss out of for being fucking weird. Weird did not pay off. We've got to put it in perspective. We were fucking skateboarders. We made a video, it jumped to MTV. That show just went all around the world. And then we were fucking doing the biggest festivals in the world. It didn't make sense, but we fucking loved it. That is like the formula to beat the system, isn't it? It's like, fuck you, I'm not working. I'm going to smash stuff against my head and you're going to pay me for it. Genius. Ladies and gentlemen of Cardiff. Please welcome to the stage, Lee Dayan and Matthew Pritchard. Yo, 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 Cardiff makes a fucking noise! Cardiff! Holy shit. Ah, Jesus. It's Hello, Cardiff, how are you boys? fucking feeling? Okay, let's get this show underway. So, you two are obviously the, uh, the originators. It begins already, does it? Of Dirty Sanchez, uh, Pancho and Joycey obviously played their part in the overall magic of the show, and we will celebrate that magic in a moment's time. But I'd like to know, and I'm sure the good people of Cardiff would like to know, where did this unique friendship and this very special rivalry, P versus D, where did it all first start? Do you remember, Matthew, the first time that you met Lee? It was in a fetish club in Cardiff, and... Uh, <laughs> No, nah, jogging. Uh, it was at the Cardiff Banks, a place in Cardiff, which is just outside uh, the Cardiff Station. And it was it was banks. They're gone now. Uh, all the skateboarders used to congregate there and skate there every Saturday, Sunday, and that's where I met Daint. 
and my f my fond memory really he had a really good set of wheels on his skateboard. And I was like, fucking hell, look at them wheels. He's got vision blurs. And, it was, and he's, like, fucking hey, he's got more money than me. Well, you had vision blurs, not me. Oh, no, I did, yeah. No, yeah. I had vision blurs. You had OJ2s, wasn't it? OJ2 team riders. Said, yeah, and I thought I wanted OJ2. So that's how I met Dayton. And when I met him, he had very long blonde hair, uh, which... <laughs> That's Matt. the first time he's got that out on stage. That's a special treat for you in Cardiff tonight. Matt, have you got the? Have you got the? They'll have the... to just appear when they appear. Uh, what about you, Lee? When did you first meet Pritch, and what was your first impression of him? Fond memories. He had these wheels. <laughs> they were round. One had a f one had a flat spot. He did have a flat spot, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Cardiff Banks, and for all the skateboarders in the crowd, they're not there anymore. So, um, but yeah, it was like the central point where like all the skaters from all over the South Wales Valleys would uh, hook up, meet up, and Pritch is one of those guys. But, yeah, but that was a bit away from Pontypool. But yeah, he had... He had yeah, the... it was everyone, wasn't it? Everyone from the South Wales scene sort of congregated at this spot in Cardiff, Saturday and Sunday, and that's how I think most of us, we, we met yeah. most of our friends today. I don't think it was love at first sight, though. That came later. But, <laughs> but I, I swear, I, fuck it, I'm telling you, I, I liked your wheels, too. <laughs> I did. You, you had, well, you, you had wheel jealousy, and I had yeah, wheel jealousy. No, because you had vision blue swirls, and I loved the way that the, the urethane was, like, blending purple and the colours and stuff. Yeah, it was, like, deep purple, dude. The science behind wheels. We've got some footage to show you now from the... Cardiff skate scene, and this is legitimate, real-life HTV news footage from back in the day, and a young Matthew Pritchard got into a spot of bother, and it became national news. You remember this? I'd, I'd like to forget about it. Hang on, let me, just say, let me just say this one thing. Can you remember the 103 paintballs of the body? Yeah. Well, when he sees that footage, he goes fucking green. <laughs> Alright? So, when he sees this footage of a like he, when I met Pritch, he was a very quiet, meek, shy guy. So uh, he, he, he can't handle watching himself. I still can't today. A champion skateboarder has been stopped in his tracks by police who flagged him down, then arrested him for allegedly causing damage to a pavement. Matt Pritchard skated into disaster when he took his board into Cardiff city centre. Now he's campaigning for a special practice area. This afternoon, Matt Pritchard was back at Cardiff's Mill Lane practising his skills despite his brush with the law. He says it's the only place he and his friends can practise and says the police action was over the top. I'm only skateboarding. I haven't got anywhere to go. I'm a professional skateboarder and I've got nowhere to go to practise my sport. And I've got to come to these places and skate and get in the way of pedestrians and stuff. And if I had somewhere to go, then I wouldn't have to do that. And this is the reason for his arrest for allegedly causing criminal damage to these paving stones. So it was <laughs> Matt skateboarding on thin ice, we'll never know. <laughs> A slow news day in Wales that day. It's Give it up for Pritchard. <laughs> it's quite funny, because the guy who actually grasped me up for that, I don't, there's some people in Cardiff who know a Giovanni. It was Giovanni that grasped me up. So... No, I'm good friends with Giovanni, and every time I see him, I wind him up. 
Yeah, cheers, Gio. Nice one. Thanks for grassing me up. But there you go. Shit happened. It went in the sun. It went fucking everywhere. But. For causing damage to a pavement. Exactly. Animal. So you Beast. guys on the podcast that you both did with me said that the P&D rivalry kind of cemented itself on a famous trip to the French Alps. Um, you went over there with the, I guess, intention of snowboarding, but it turned out to be quite a different trip, didn't it? Why don't you set the scene for this next clip, Dane? Armed with a video camera, shacked up in a chalet. This 15 <laughs> sweaty men. There was a snowboard video called Whiskey that was a real infamous skate video, uh, snowboard video at the time. These guys are like trying to smash bottles over their head and stuff to like uh, Black Sabbath. And we were like, yeah, we, we're definitely going to do that when we go fucking snowboarding. So we, we went snowboarding, went to this place, and it was so far in the middle of nowhere, like a little log cabin. Like there was nothing to do apart from make it own fun. So our friend Danny, who should be in the crowd today, uh, D- D- Danny, who like you can fucking thank. Thank him for us being up here tonight, pretty much. Like, a big part of it. Big it up for Danny. Danny! Danny, Danny! So he lent us, he lent, he like foolishly lent us his video camera, and we went fucking mental. And I think you've got footage of, so this is like the first, like, real P versus D. This is the birth of P versus D, basically. Yeah! I love a trier. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good week, man. It was, it yeah, was fun. T- t- it was a total, what, what's, I could say camp fever. What's the word? Cabin fever. Cabin fever, yeah. T- t- Ooh! <laughs> what the fuck oh, is the that? Fuck? <laughs> it is day in Stagdo after yeah. all, so... Ladies and, ladies and he looks, gentlemen. He looks familiar. He looks familiar. Yeah, the thing with, the, uh, the thing with those bottles we're breaking over our heads, what we didn't realise is the Americans are using these big fucking Budweiser bottles. We'll be using these little tiny stubby bastards. You know those French things you get when you go for the booze trip over to France on the ferry? Those little stubby things? You have them for Christmas. Your uncle went over and got a load of them. One of them things. So after you get back from that trip, inspired... Is he, have you been on the ready, Breck? <laughs> <laughs> You've been on that funny pen again, haven't you? 
I want to mind some ganja. I haven't actually had a drink for four months. Yeah, he hasn't drank for four months. Since, since our last show in April, he hasn't touched the drop. Obviously, that is going to change tonight. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, wait. I... We are, I am st- the I, night is young, my friend. The night is young. I have a fucking start in sunshine. So you get back from the Alps. You're inspired by, I guess, the reaction that everyone in the room gave you, laughter and enjoyment. So you're like, okay, maybe we're onto something here. Let's go home and start filming some more stuff like this. And I guess what you started capturing would eventually become the notorious Pritchard versus Dayton skate video. Why don't you tell us about the idea, the thinking behind that tape, what you wanted to do? I guess change the game. Was the, were the goals that high? Or was it just let's go and have a laugh and film us getting up to no good? Well, we, I don't want to go on about it too much, but there was... Oh, I, I it's your night, Dane. Go on. Well, no, we just, we set out, because, like, obviously, the skateboard's got a healthy fucking, like, history of great skateboarders and skate videos, and myself and Pritchard made that video, like, in the Alps, and we thought, fuck, it was hilarious. And we just thought, man, we could, if we put that footage in with a lot of skateboarding, like, and we know, because we were sponsored at the time, and we knew a lot of pro skateboarders. We put everyone together with the skating and that kind of footage. And we thought it could like, it could be like, like one of the, we thought it could be like the biggest British skate video of all time. So we went fucking in filming. And along the way, we picked up two other guys. Which we'll get to. Has anyone in this room seen the original Pritchard versus Dayton skate video? Put your hands in the air if you've seen it. All right, for those that haven't, Here's a little taster. It's a bit cheesy, you know, it's 20 years old. You're watching Pritchard versus Dave. Good Welsh boys died out. It led it. Me and Dayton ended up fucking trying to fight the whole club. New figures released today reveal that the fatality rate has risen by 10%, thought to be caused by the release of Welsh skateboarding video, Pritchard versus Dayton.
fucking snoring. There it is, ladies and gentlemen of Cardiff, Pritchard versus Dayton. And the reason that skate tape got all the hype and the, the groundswell of buzz and media coverage that it eventually got was because of one scene in particular. Does anybody in this room know the scene I'm talking about that got everyone talking? Joycey. Got it at once, sir. This is the scene that inspired everything. Now, as a quick disclaimer, I should say, brace yourselves. Oh, uh, my dad's up there, right? And he's like, when, this, when I, this came out, he's like, Lee, why did you have to put that on the video? So you're going to watch it again, all right? Gentlemen, a massive round of applause, please, for Dan Joyce. It's, it's quite funny because that's my actual running route. So every time I run past that little area, I always it come to my head when Dan splashed shit on his face. And it was actually on a Sunday afternoon. Like, people go for a walk by the park, by the lake on a Sunday afternoon. And some guy walked past, he went, ooh, he said, I wouldn't go swimming in there. It's full of, he said, it's full of chemicals. And Joyce went, well, it's all right, I'm about to shit on my face. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. How did you guys first meet Joycey? Do you remember when you came on the scene? Well, I can't remember when, when I first met Joycey, but I've got a good story about Joycey. Then pray when, tell, Matthew. When... We were what filming the European invasion, and we went to uh, what's what's that place in Germany? The the Reaper band. And obviously, oh, are we breaking knows. that out this early? You going in with them? Are we going in that early? Do it. You have to now. Well, I've died. <laughs> I've we... started, so I'll finish. Oh right, yeah. I started, so I finish. Anyway, I, I met. We were on the European tour. We pulled over at the Reaper band in our tour bus, and there's four floors of holes. And I went, right, I'm going to get a hooker. <laughs> so D- Dan said, ooh, do you mind if I watch? I was like, I said, what, what are you on about? Do you mind if I watch? It's a fuck. He went, oh, yeah, fuck. Cool, let's do it. So I knocked on the door. She went, oh, do you mind if I make watches? Pays for it. Yes, no worries. <laughs> so I walked in. She pulls my pants down. Gets the old boy out. Starts, starts stroking it, but it's really hard to try and get stiff because Dan's... It's really too much for me now, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Dan, Dan's, Dan's looking at me, and I'm like, like trying to get a boner whilst Dan's looking at me going... <laughs> like, 
fuck. I'm sweating. I'm like, Dan, stop looking at me. And then all of a sudden, jackpot. I start. I got a boner. And I'm about to get jiggy. And I'm like, yes, fuck it. I've done it. And then Dan said, I'm just going to go to the toilet. And I thought, yes, bang in. Whilst he's in the toilet, I get stuck in. <laughs> so as I'm about to start getting stuck in, Dan runs out the toilet with her toilet brush. In a whole house. And he's in a whole house. And he's going, ha, 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 ha. Cleaning his fucking teeth. The, the whore looks at him and goes, what the fuck are you doing? Next. Out we go, pimps after us, fucking chasing us down the street. It was fucking, it was quality. So Dan Joyce, ladies and gents. <laughs> oh, that, that's literally one of my best stories with Dan. When we do the Q&A, when we do, after this, this part, when we do the Q&A, ask me about the other Bogbear story with Dan Joyce. Log it, log it. Can we get slightly more volume on the mics as well, dude? Just a little bit. Um, here's some more footage that proves just how far Dan Joyce was willing to go. Yeah, watch his ass, watch his ass. Time Cardiff makes a noise for Daniel Joyce. Smashing taboos left, right, and center. Now, what happens next after the Pritchard versus Dayton skate tape starts gaining some coverage after the shit to the face incident is magazines start writing about you guys. Sidewalk do a big feature on you, FHM do a big article on you. And then after the FHM article goes national to the press, Channel 4 pick up on that, right? And then they send a film crew to Newport to do a whole show on you for this series at the time that was around called Passengers, which is basically them going around the world and finding weird subcultures of freaks that get up to no good. That's how it went That's down. exactly what it was. And they chose that. Japanese boy races. They had like people that like were like drink fucking virgin's blood and shit in like weird parts of Eastern Europe. And then they came to Wales and filmed us. And we have a clip from that television show from back in, what was it, 1999? This is like our first ever bit of national TV coverage. Exposure, pardon the French. Very tame. Skateboarders may be regarded as the bad boys of the sporting world. But in Newport, Wales, three boyos have turned behaving badly into an in-your-face art form. It's all up my nose. My name's Lee Dayton. I'm from Wales and I'm a skateboarder. I've been skating for half my life. And I like to fuck shit up. My name's Matthew Pritchard, I'm from Cardiff, and uh, I like to piss Dayton off. I'm Daniel Joyce, because I make the ladies moist. <laughs> Matt Pritchard and Lee Dayton have been professional skateboarders since their teens, but now, along with their trusty psychic Dan, I just bought They've built a reputation as the party animals of the British skate scene. These days, they're better known for their trouser-dropping antics than their skating prowess. Oh, I used to be number one. <laughs> I suppose I could describe us all as a bunch of uh, has-beens. Yeah, just a bunch of pricks, really. 
But the pricks are about to become the Vinnie Joneses of the skating world as the stars of the ultimate skaters behaving badly video released this month. Basically, uh, we made the video because we were sick of uh, the state of like the videos that we've seen at the moment. It's just, you know, pretty bland and just all trick, trick, trick. We wanted to get a bit of comedy in here, show all, like show everybody what skateboards are really like, just the whole comedy thing of it all, and just went for a fucking good laugh. When passengers joined the Taft Terrace for some filming, the wardrobe budget was zero. And we discovered that one of the boys was the biggest jackass of them all. Dan Joyce is the most extreme because he, he basically does anything. Uh, his favourite saying is, I'll do anything, me! And he literally will do anything. The thing is, I really didn't want to poo on my friend, so um, the guy who was filming it, he said, go on, just do it, Pritchard won't mind. And afterwards, when we came around in the morning, Pritchard didn't mind. He was like, oh, as long as you got it on video. <laughs> ah! What the fuck are they? That hair. <laughs> Filmed under the influence of wine, beer and absinthe, or a cocktail of all three, the video reveals an obsession with bodily functions, a willingness to abuse their friends and attempt violent stunts on each other that nobody should try at home. Go! Well, I think the video is the most entertaining video that's ever been made in this country anyway. Definitely. It's absolutely amazing. It's the best video I've ever seen in my life, man. They're a bunch of wankers, but also a bunch of pissheads, drug heads and lunatics. <laughs> Cult heroes in their hometown of Newport, the trio gave passengers an insight into just what they get up to on a typical Saturday night. <laughs> Buddy, I can't hear nothing! This is, this is pretty violent down <laughs> It's just the way it goes down here. It's like Beirut in Newport. If anyone wants to come to Newport, be prepared to fucking bring an AK. Hey, AK? Oh! <laughs> Are you your plant book, Joe? <laughs> so that was it, ladies and gents. That was on channel. <laughs> I fucking look quite good. Mm. Oh. What club are you going to tonight, Lee? Oh, wherever you're going, Matthew. That was on Channel 4, and after that, am I right in thinking? Well, that was on Channel 4. <laughs> <laughs> so that show airs passengers and some executives at MTV sitting there, obviously with a total lack of ideas for what to put on their new UK channel, see that and go, ooh, we might be onto something here. So they invite you guys, you two and Joycey, off the back of that clip, down to London for a meeting at MTV. Tell us about that day and that story and what went down. Well, well before... I... Oh... Yeah, well, we, me and Dave were working for Globe Skate Shoes at the time. And uh, I was the marketing manager, believe it or not. Dave was selling shoes all around the country. And uh, I had a phone call. Uh, the, the legendary joke from a woman called Martha Delap. And I've never forgotten her name, and I don't know why, but her name was Martha Delap, and she was a talent scout. Talent scout. And she said, oh, we'd like you to come in to MTV for a meeting regarding doing a show. So I thought it was a wind-up. Anyway, to and fro in, I phoned Dane up and told him the same thing. He thought I was winding him up. Cut long story short, 
we ended up going to London for the meeting. We sat down with MTV and then... Oh, by the way, I was fucking stoked. I was like, oh, I'm inside MTV. Like, this is going to be good for five minutes. Didn't think we'd ever get invited back. Yeah, and then as soon as we walked in, we seen that big MTV logo. And back in the day, then we had one of those disposable cameras. Oh, did get a photo. The fucking MTV logo. Fucking hell, look at us. Fucking well, boys in MTV. Like, I still got it somewhere. And then we had the meeting... And they we, had, we they, gave them the pitch up as because they wanted us to do like uh, be the shock boys or something like that. No, oh, so they got us into the meeting and we're like, right, what's the deal? What they were like, we're looking for presenters for a new show called Shock Idol. We're like, that sounds a bit a bit shit. <laughs> shock Idol, and they went. What was the concept behind Shock well, Idol? They, they, they were shocking people. Yeah, they were looking for presenters. They were looking for presenters to find the UK's most fucked up people. And we went. Here we are. And they were, they, yeah, but they were like this. They were like, all right, you know, we're in London. They're like, we're from Wales. They were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So before we left, we gave him the original Pritchard versus Dayton video, which is like 50 minutes long. Said our goodbyes. I went outside, sat on a fucking curb, thinking it was nice while it lasted. While, meanwhile, Pritchard and Joycey stripped off bollock naked and started running across all the fucking tables, fucking doing fucking windmills. In MTV. MTV, yeah. It's, MTV. A, it's, a, it's a massive open planned office as well. So we just like bollock naked in the whole fucking place. It's like, who the fuck are these dudes? And Dane was like, that's it. Deal over. Gone. And literally, next day, phone call. Can you come back? And then that's, well, how, dirty, that's how Dirty Sanchez was born, basically. Well, they, yeah. No, no, no. Wait. That was me, Pritch, and Joycey. They went, when you come back to London, bring that little guy with you. Anybody know who that little guy might be? Mike Locke, a.k.a. Pancho. Make some noise for Pancho. He said he was sorry he couldn't be here tonight, but he's in Greece. So Turkey. 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 Uh, same thing to, pa- to, to Pancho is the same thing. <laughs> so I want to know, first of all, Matthew, from you about the first time. Well, maybe not the first time, maybe just your favorite Pancho memory from uh, like pre-Sanchez. Well, my first memory of Pancho, well, we were all. Obviously, we all met through skateboarding. Shut the fuck hey. up! Hey! Hey, Pritch, that's your missus and my missus. Oh, surprise, surprise. Kick him out, up. kick him out. Anyway, the first time I met Pancho was... Well, not met him. My, fake, my fond story of Pancho was... I had to go to uh, Munster in Germany to enter a, a, a skateboard competition. Because uh, he was a pro back in the day. Yeah, well, uh, believe it or not, he used to be professional skateboard, healthy, fit, blah, blah, blah. So they sent me to Germany, and Pancho was like, oh, well, I, 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 I. he was only 15, 16 at the time. He sounded like that then, but he didn't was, he? He was even fucking, he was even smaller then. He said, oh, do you mind, do you mind if I come? So he asked his mum and dad, look, can I go to um, 
Manchester, Germany with Pritch. You know, his mum and dad thinking he's an older guy. Obviously, in the future, they realised, fucking hell, what the fuck did I let him go to Germany with Pritchard for? Anyway, we went to Germany, and I thought, well, I've only got passes for myself, so I'm going to have to try and get him, sneak him in. So how am I going to fucking sneak Pancho in? Ah, he's my son. So I walked up the registration yeah, Mr. Pritchard, yeah. I said, well, I've got a bit of a problem. I've had to bring my son because uh, the wife couldn't look after him. Right, cool. No worries. Uh, where is he? I said, here he is. Oh, hello. <laughs> and they went, yeah, no worries. We have put... Literally gave him a stamp, free pass, and me and Pancho spent the whole weekend in Germany, Munster, skateboarding. And, and that's when I realized he had a bit of a drink problem. <laughs> And he, was only fi- and he was only 15. And I went, shit. And then when he got back from that trip, I think his mother and father realised what the fuck they'd done. But it was, it was a good trip. And what about you, dude? What's your favourite early Pancho story? Pre-Sanchez. Oh, Pre-Sanchez. Um, I, was in a, I was in a queue outside a nightclub in Swansea. And um, I was queuing up, as you do. Before MTV come along and open the fucking door, joking. Anyway, in the queue queuing up, and fucking Pancho rocks up. He's about 15. He went, I went, oh, what's happening, Pancho? He goes, do you want to buy some bass? <laughs> he was a fucking, he was dealing bass and speed. That was, that was like the first real memory, because I saw him outside of the thing, the skating, and he, be, he came up to me, he's like, all right, dinked. <laughs> Selling speed in Swansea, but... Do you know what? what? One more time, let's have a round of applause for Pancho, please, Cardiff. Now, I'm going to play you another clip now, which I learned through spending time with these boys, was filmed on the same day as the service station footage you just saw, where he's running around naked. This appeared in the TV show in a different episode, but it was actually on the same day. So we'll play this, and then I want to know what the hell happened this day (laughs) to instigate this level of total debauchery. Roll another... Pancho, ladies and gents. Yeah. How did you get so pissed on that day? I got basically that was when we was filming the pilot for MTV. None of us had like much money and shit. Pancho definitely had a lot less than us. And um he went, Oh, I tell you what, I got I got an idea. If you give me all the money in your pocket, I'll down that bottle of liqueur. It was like brandy liqueur. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was fucking not liqueur. It was actually brandy, like full full alcohol brandy. Yeah. So we said, "I want a sandwich." So we got like seven pound fifty together, all in coins. Give it to him. He went, "Oh, cheers!" The whole bowl, fucking bottle. Waltzed off, got a sandwich, dribbled it all down him, and there he is smoking fags up his nose. That's when he locked his head in the, the window as well. Then, yeah. Pancho! Go, Pancho! Okay, so you get the deal with MTV and they give you a bit of cash and they put the four of you in a house in Cardiff, the House of Doom, as it's now commonly referred to as. And they basically just set you loose in this house with a film crew, kind of like a fucked up big brother 
but before Big Brother. Um, I want to know what happened the, like day one in the House of Doom. MTV got in contact with me and said we need, to get, we need to get a house as a base so we can go, can go film it from. We can all chill there, fill, uh, sleep there, film there, go from there. So I was like, cool. I went around looking, scouting around, and I, I found this house next to the Albany pub, if anyone in Cardiff knows, on the corner by, Arab, by Arabella Street. And I thought, yeah, this looks cool enough. Anyway, we started moving in. And the first day we moved in, oh, Joycey fucking... We, 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 were filming, we were filming for MTV, and also we had... Anyone ever remember The Face magazine? The Face, yeah. That was like Vice back then. Gay and wanky, obviously, but anyway. Um, the hipster magazine of his day. So the face, wanted, the face wanted to shoot a bunch of shocking photos. So when Sanchez came out, they ran that along at the same time as promo. So we set a Joycey, do the thing. You know, the <laughs> whack. So, Pritch, you can fill the rest of the story. Well, yes, yeah, Joycey being Joycey, he said, yeah, cool, no worries, happy day. So... He went to splat the shit in his face, but literally missed his face, and he went right over next door neighbor's fucking wall, all over their washing. clothes, and they're washing. And you can imagine, can't you? It kicked right off. And what the fuck? And literally, first day. And we didn't get off to a good start. The police turned up, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, things escalated because we were having parties. Obviously, we just come in into a bit of money. Life was good. We were fucking just constantly party, 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 party. Next thing we know, there was a police van parked outside for 24 hours. And if we were to make any kind of noise, we were going straight to the slammer. So it got, yeah, it got pretty bad, didn't it? Yeah, but it, did. was, it was fucking good times, man. It was fucking... Yeah. And that's where you saw Dayton putting the chilli sauce in my eyes and putting then putting the... yeah. Yeah, the yeah. guy next door had a fucking heart condition. All right, we rocked up the first day, chucked shit over his line, right? And all he could do, he didn't know, like, there was no such thing as Dirty Sanchez. We were making the show. And, he just had new neighbours. Yeah, all he could do was us in the bedroom torturing each other with tarantulas, screaming. It sounded like a fucking kinky sex dungeon. The shit, I... When the shit went over the line, the police came, and there was, like Pritch said, 24-hour police surveillance for, like, like, like about six weeks. I mean, me and Dean spent a good hour in one of the, uh, in the bath in that house, sitting in our own piss <laughs> after we did the stinging nettle challenge. Because somebody said that if you sit in your own piss, it gets rid of it. Bullshit. <laughs> we were fucking tripping on fucking what they call the stinging nettle stuff, and we went to the pub. And, yeah, well, honestly, it was like being on the worst trip you could ever think of. So we went to the Albany pub, sat there. Drank beer, got pissed, got rid of it. But the bad thing about living next to the Albany pub was Pancho had an excuse every morning to wake up and go, oh, egg, should we just have, a, should we just have an egg? And that was his way of trying to convince you into having a drink. Well, why don't you tell everyone about the whole story behind egg? Because when I got to know these guys, we've been in a group text now for about a year, and they refer to each other as egg all the time. And it took me about three months to kind of clock on that that's a thing. I just thought it was like a term of endearment, but I thought there must be more to this than... Well, Pancho, being from Port Talbot, all right, and my, my daughter's FaceTiming me. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pancho was FaceTiming you from Turkey. Oh, oh. In, Indy, just you're in lucky time you're FaceTiming him now. <laughs> He's fucked later. 
End. I'm, I'm doing a gig. I'll see you later. Ta-ra. Anyway, that's the girl who was in my, girl, my, my, my Mrs. Belly when we were doing first season one. Pancho had a way of getting things out of you because he didn't have a lot of money. Like I said, he managed to get a bottle of vodka or whatever it was and down it and make seven quid. So to get a fat, Pritch got pissed off with, Pritch, with him asking for fags all the time. Oh, Pritch, have a fag. Fuck off, Pancho. Fucking, you've got to be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> scabby bastard. Yes, Let's go with that. Scabby bastard. So what Pancho did, he devised a plan of making Pritch laugh before asking for a fag. So he goes, oh, Pritch, got an egg? Pritch goes, what the fuck's an egg? He goes, oh, an egg. An egg egg. He bursts out laughing. Oh, of course. Gives him a fag. <laughs> yeah. Proper Darren Brown shit, like. Just literally. <laughs> so he went from egg. Oh, can I have a little egg? A mong, a bong, a tralala bong. And literally, so we call Pancho, little egg. So that's where egg came from. And he won every single fucking time, the bastard. <laughs> um, the first stunt you filmed for the TV show, the very, very first proper stunt, was the stepladder stunt, um, which I think for everyone in the room, I'm sure you'd agree, is one of those iconic TV moments. Shall we relive it together right now? The moment Mr. 50-50 was born. <laughs> Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh, Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Love that scene. Give it up. (laughs) (laughs) We should find that on Pornhub. (laughs) Diddy Dayton. I fucking, I'm gutted it's not you. Well, we've been there a few times. We won't tell anyone about it. Fuck, Beefy. Is it my friend? It's got to be my friend. Beefy, is that, where's Beefy? Of course it's Beefy. There he is, the Photoshop genius. Good work tonight, my friend. We're going to see a few more of your pieces before the show is over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, tell me about how excited you were when the four of you would gather around that camera in the back of the car, watching that back for the first time and thinking like, oh. Excited? Yeah. I was fucking, literally fucking trying to calm my heart and I thought I fucking broke his neck. Well, the, well, the, the whole aim, because I've always wanted to be a stuntman. Since I was a kid, and I thought, this is perfect for me. Fuck wicked. I can be a stuntman, Hollywood stuntman. Yeah, stand at the top of a ladder. But my aim was to tell Deng to drive really fast. And because he drives really fast, he'll take me out. I'll land on my feet. He drove like a fucking fart. And, and, yeah, and it just went wrong. But I'm, I'm quite glad it went wrong because it, it made it a bit more funnier, didn't it? I thought he was going to jump. I can't jump on a rickety ladder. Yeah, I know that now. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't take it into account. I'm sorry. We went up the, the other day, actually, and tried to recreate that stunt, but uh, didn't quite happen. And that footage might see the light of day sometime soon. Yep. Uh, so the end of season one, you get a psychologist in, and he analyzes all four of you, and I guess tries to deconstruct why you are the way you are. Because let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, they're quite a special, unique cast of characters, aren't they? 
these boys. Um, do you remember? In fact, let's, let's do Dayton and then you, and then we'll find out whether or not he got you right. So first of all, Dirty Dayton, this is what the psychologist at the end of season one had to say about you. Dainton has certain obsessional compulsive traits on his own admission. Before you even get to the bathroom, I've got to do the bed right, yeah? After I've done the bed, I've got to brush my teeth. I'm like, oh, no, I've got to brush my teeth. It's going to take half an hour. I brush my teeth. I go downstairs. I want to drink water. That takes 30 minutes. So I need to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to work at 10. It's a nightmare. Which is rather uh, unusual in a thrill seeker, I have to say, but sometimes indicative of sort of very early infant brain damage. I would say that it is unusual for obsessional compulsive tendencies to go with uh, sensation-seeking types of behavior, but he would be the first to admit that, uh, that he was born this way and uh, that this is the way he likes to be. It might be that he feels that his brain is so cluttered Blood skulls, deaf, ripping through the ground, devils got horns. But uh, the best way to keep those unwelcome, uh, intrusive thoughts at bay is to run himself into extreme physical sensations. Ah! Let it go! That could conceivably account for his extreme behaviour. Ah! Three, two, one! Now... First of all, a round of applause for Dayton, Mr. OCD. Uh, Dayton's dad and wife-to-be is in the crowd tonight. Did he get it right? Is he on the money with that analogy right there? Yeah? That's a thumbs up. She's bollocks. She don't give a shit. <laughs> She's having a party over there. Whee! Okay, uh, are your parents here tonight, Matthew, as well? My mum and dad are here, Simon. Where are they? At the top. If anyone knows my mum... Who, follow, who follows my mother's antics on social media? I'm going to wind it up later. Uh, Eddie's pissed. Go on, Ed. Uh, let's watch and see what the psychologist had to say about you, and then we'll maybe ask your parents. And your brother's here as well, right? My two brothers here, Yay. yeah. This is what he had to say about Matthew Pritchard. <laughs> Richard, I suppose, is the risk-taker. One of his mates calls him the 50-50 man. That's you, Mr. 50-50. Oh! <laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, man! As far as Pritchard's concerned, a 50% survival chance is good enough for him. You know what I'm like. I like to gamble. I like to gamble money. I like... Uh... Risk-taking, of course, is a classic uh, form of sensation-seeking, a way of being certain that you're alive, even if it raises the likelihood that one day you might be prematurely dead. 
at least when you die, you can die with a fucking huge smile on your face going, oh yeah, I partied. Matthew Pritchard, ladies and gents. The 50-50 man. Did he get it right, Mr. and Mrs. Pritchard? Yes, I learned it off them. You learn from the best. My, my mother's fucking bonkers. <laughs> Obviously, there's two more characters who couldn't be here tonight. Would you like to relive some of their best moments as well? Yeah. Joycey and Pancho. Let's go to Joycey first. Now, this next clip on the last series of shows, we didn't actually play. So this is going to make its live outing for the first time anywhere ever. I don't even think you've seen this, Matthew. I don't think you've seen this. Once again, it obviously involves shit. So brace yourselves and enjoy the comedic stylings of Daniel Joyce. Right, Pritch, when you watch this, afterwards, I'm really sorry. This is you, fucked. You're my mate and that, but it's just, just... Perfect. This, this <laughs> is, is perfect to do, isn't it? Right, Dayton, this is what you should be doing to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that stinks. <laughs> Seriously stinks. <laughs> well, I don't know. A round of applause for Daniel Joyce, ladies and gents. <laughs> you tell everyone where that went, went down, and then I'll play them the second part of that clip, because there's more. Well, basically, we were on a night in the piss in Swansea. To cut a long story short. This was the end of the night. I was bollocks. And this was my friend's... In Mumbles, now posh house. This is my friend's parents' house, and they were in bed, and we were downstairs, and Joyce shat on my back. So, of course, we had to light candles to try and get rid of the smell from the house, and he had to try and get that shit off my back before his mum and dad came. And anyway, he got it off, and he chucked my hooded top into the stream. So his mum and dad come up in the morning, and I said, Bevan! One of your hooded tops is in the stream. It looks like a dog's had his shit on it. <laughs> but really, it was Dan Doyce's shit. But yeah, fucking, that was many years ago, man. Fucking, this is some, as I said, well, this has never made a live outing anywhere ever before. And here's round two. Chris, take the top off. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Oh, don't. Oh, oh, don't. Look at that bundle. Just get off him. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 just take the top off. What are you on about? <laughs> Take your top off. You bunch of assholes. Oh my god, it stinks. <laughs> Bricks. Oh, it stinks. <laughs> Show them the footage. Take it off. Bricks, take it off. No. The best part about the whole clip is they're trying to get the shit off you, and you go, no. <laughs> But by that same night, we actually put Joycey in a... We nicked... I shouldn't say this, but we nicked, we nicked a boat. We put Joycey on it, and we pushed him out to sea. And next thing we heard was, Ooh, can you fucking help me? And all we could see was a light from his cigarette, like his little dot. He'd gone out to fucking Swansea somewhere, and he had to... Oh, fucking funny. A round of applause one more time for Dan Joyce, Cardiff. And, of course, Pancho was famous, I think, for two things, one of which was being the butt of many jokes and pranks, but the other one was being the king of one-liners. Am I right? 
There's so many. Uh, me and Dave last night sat down and we made a little montage of some of Pancho's best bits for you tonight. And here they are. My name is uh, Mr. Michael Vlog, a.k.a. Pancho. I'm Trendy Ballers Bex. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> fucks a hammerhead. <laughs> a baby in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> when the moon hits your eye, life is busy. Motherfuckers! When the world's hits your eye, life is Johnny Cash and he shouts, snorts and ash. When what the fuck you want with him? <laughs> this isn't a house, this is my bar! There you go! <laughs> Oh, yeah. No more necklace for tea, boys. Oh, it's organic, so for shit. I'm about to say goodnight, I ring. Oh. <laughs> 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 shit. Shit. <laughs> 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 My room service. My room service. Season one comes out, assumedly whilst you're filming that show, you've got no idea how the footage is going to go over. There's no fan base whatsoever. The idea of it being a popular show is a totally alien concept at this point. So when the show comes out and it obviously catches fire and you basically become household names overnight, put us in the eye of the storm of how your lives change once you go from being regular guys from Cardiff and Newport to national television superstars how does that change your life and what sort of worlds do you then enter off the back of it i think it's probably like not being a crackhead then being a crackhead <laughs> like one day you're good one day everything's fine the next day everything's really fucked up that's what it felt like pretty much that's what happened <laughs> i turned into a crackhead <laughs> no it, it, it was it was look, all joking aside it, it was good and you know, at at the end of the day, you go out and you and you were, you you were public, you were public enemy number one, and everyone. And at the end of the day, they, they were your fans, which was wicked because you know, at the end of the day, they 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 support you, they they pay your wages, and 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 without you kind of people, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing today. So, thank you to you all for uh, for supporting us through uh, well through many years of fun and fucking madness, but. At the same time, that kind of stuff sort of takes its toll. It's a good laugh when you're younger. It's fucking brilliant. Soak it all up. Yeah, fucking party. One minute you're not allowed in the club. Next minute you are. Next minute you're getting fed this. Next minute you're getting fed that. Brilliant. But as you get older, it takes its toll. <laughs> and then you, you sort of... You, you get a few hangers on and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not, I don't want to really be here to talk about the negative stuff. 
But the positive stuff of having a successful show was brilliant. And, of course, having fans like you guys and, and people all over the world, which was fucking banging. Well, yeah. That was the, that was the fucked up part about it because we weren't thinking about like being famous and shit. We were just thinking, fuck me, MTV are paying us all this money to act like dicks and fucking have the best time of our lives. So we were just like fucking going out forever, just fucking, just going fucking ham at shit. And then, you know, the next day, I, I, I was working at a skate store. Like I say, I went in, like I, people are saying, can you sign this? Can you sign that? And the fucking phone goes. MTV are like, can you fly out to Miami to do the MTV awards? And we're just flying all around the world doing this mad shit. And you're like, fuck, this is really happening. So yeah, it was fucked up. And then, like I say, the mad thing was like, we had people that loved the show, like you guys, and we just didn't expect it. And it was like, fuck. So thank you. It was fucking um, and we we honestly thought it was going to be one one series, but then it went from one series, two series, three film. But then I think the most one of the best phone calls I think I had was when MTV phoned up and said, "Well, we're interested in you and Dayton traveling around the world, getting high on various drugs." <laughs> and and I went, "What? You're going to pay me and Dayton?" to travel around the world to get fucked up. They went, yeah, I'm fucking in. <laughs> Me too. And it was most probably, I think I speak for the two of us here. I mean, we really enjoyed filming Sanchez, but I really enjoyed filming Sanchez Get High because I learned so much from Has it. Has anyone seen that show? Yeah. I, I, I learned so much from it. We, we met some amazing tribes. When, and it, I learned... About drugs, that drugs to us about getting fucked up, but drugs to them is all about medicine and all that kind of stuff. So mm. it was, it was a good journey, and we went to places that I would never even dream of going. So I've yeah, seen that you was, go places. That was wicked. I've seen you go places. I've seen you go uh, places yeah. too. <laughs> I've seen. Oh, no, I'm not going to say. As the most perfect segue of all time goes, Pritchard speaking about drugs being medicine. I'm going to throw over now to the late, great, dearly departed, and I'm sure dearly loved Stuart Cable from the Stereophonics. And he's going to tell you about a typical night out in the peak Sanchez years with Matthew Pritchard. Well, I can tell you another mad night we had, um, which uh, was going to go into my book, but the publishers told me I had to take it out. I don't mind, do you want me to say it? Yeah. Shall I? Yeah. Fuck it. We got to watch Motorhead, me and him. And we both know Phil Campbell, the guitar player. He, he's, you know, he's a valley's boy. He's one point to breathe. And uh, we ended up backstage, and Phil is a fucking demon, to say the least, on every narcotic you can fucking think of. So he just puts an array of white bags on the table, and he's like, "Going, this is really good speed. This is shit speed. This is good coke. This is really good coke." And we just go in, tell him what, it's just go in, and we'd have the really good coke. So he got in, and it's fucking rocking. It's all good. So he, so Pritch says. Come on, he says, go for the drink, let's go into town. So he said, I phoned Tim to get the keys for the soda bar. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we all got the soda bar now. So he turns over to me and he goes, have you ever had coke blown up your ass? And I've gone, no, 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 it's all, it's all cool. And he goes, he said, uh, he said, no, if I asked you kindly, he said, would you do it to me? And I said, yeah, fuck it, I don't give a fuck. So he comes out of the bog with his straw, I shoved it up his ass, and I gone, and Phil Campbell sitting there going, what the fuck? Fuck are you pair doing? And I wanted to put it in the book, but they 
really felt because that's how Stevie Nicks used to take coke because her nose collapsed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I, I didn't get a chance to have it done myself. So if anybody out there wants to oblige, you know my number, give me a ring. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> do a cable, Cardiff. That guy was a fucking legend, and he still fucking is. Stuart Cable, rest in peace, motherfucker. Okay, so that was the first half of our live show in Cardiff last summer. Myself, Pritchard and Dainton telling you all about the history of Dirty Sanchez, screening never-before-seen clips and basically taking you behind the scenes, behind the curtain to celebrate 15 years of that show. And today on the podcast, we're celebrating 100 episodes of Life in the Stocks. And it's a nice time to be bringing on board a brand new sponsor to the show. Now, there is a company which I got to know through Dayton as they did a special deck, a customized skate deck in tribute to Evil Dayton, his evil side, um, the graphics, the design for which were based on the film The Evil Dead, and that was a limited run of decks. And this company, are uh, they're fairly new. They're fairly, I guess, independent in their spirit. And the aim of the company is to celebrate skateboarders and people affiliated with skate culture over the age of 40. The company is called 40 Skate Company. Um, you can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that at 40 Skateboard Company. And they're going to be the new sponsor of Life in the Stocks. For select episodes, we're going to be teaming up together and bringing you, well, hopefully some special collaborations, be they special deck designs, special T-shirt designs, hopefully teaming up and getting some guests from their world onto this show as well. I've always wanted to have more skateboarders on the show. So through these guys, hopefully we're going to hook that up and get the likes of, you know, Dan Cates, all kinds of international skate legends from the UK and beyond and talking all about their careers their lives like i like to do with all the actors and the comedians and the musicians that i get on but just branching that guest pool out and once again it was through pritchard and dayton that i got to meet these guys and so i figured it was a nice time to announce them as the new sponsors and partners of life and the stocks on this very special live episode that you're hearing now uh, we're going to take a short break in a moment then we're going to come back with the audience q a part of the show from our a live gig in Cardiff last summer. At the end of the show, you're going to hear what is essentially a live strip routine, as it was Dayton Stagdo. It was Pritchard's perfect opportunity to get his revenge. And so he brought out this, well, rather mature lady, let's say, and she stripped Dayton down to his pants, tied a little belt around his neck, and was marching him around the stage like a dog in front of a room full of very confused Dirty Sanchez fans. Uh, it was quite the sight to see, but I did just want to say before we get into that before this short break here uh, a big shout out to our new sponsors here on life in the stocks the 40 skateboard company www.40skateboardco.com and look out for lots of exciting collaborations between me and that company in future weeks here on life in the stocks i think with pancho's episode in a few weeks time we'll have to do something special around that as well and of course just a quick reminder here that pancho will be my special guest on season two episode three of life in the stocks and he'll be joining me for my live attack of the podcast event on saturday the 20th of july with the hardcore listing podcast and also thomas and andy from this is england and overrated everything it's all going on 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cardiff, please welcome back to the stage Lee Dayton and Matthew Pritchard. <laughs> Instead, Lee <laughs> I think it's about time you had your first beer in three months, right? Aggie, Aggie, Aggie! Let's all raise a glass to Lee. Aggie, Aggie, Aggie! Aggie, 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 Aggie! Dink, you're fucking dead. But before we get to that, it's your turn, ladies and gents. So, like I said, can we get the main room lights up as well? Let's see everyone. Let's open it up. Here we are. Okay. What we're going to do, Rosie, is go to this man here with his hand in the air over there first. What is your name and what is your question, sir? Hey, my name's Darren. Like that magician Darren Brown, but he was after me. He's a wanker. Um, my question's to Pritchard. What was the aftermath after you put my mum takes it up the ass all over the house? <laughs> well, Why don't you ask her? Where, where is my mother? <laughs> Go on, right man. Tell us. Where is she? Where's my mum? Oh, she's up there. She is. Uh, the aftermath. I know. I don't know. I just. I just keep winding up to this day. She's. She's a good sport. But um, having Gaynor Pritchard as a lesbian and likes it up the back door on the house, <laughs> in front of her neighbours was quite amusing to be honest. But. She does like it up the arse, because... <laughs> my, uh, my dad, Eddie, said, he said, Matthew, I know it's your mother, but she likes it up the arse. <laughs> does that answer your question? <laughs> Enough said. Legends she... to both of you. Thank you. Down here, front row, this gentleman. What's your name? What's your question, dude? David, yeah. Right then, Pritchard, we want to know, have you still got a tattoo? Oh. <laughs> I reckon we should be able to see it as well. No, we, 
Because of rules, I can't get my cock out in here because of licensing rules. We did but, ask, we did try. But oh. his name is still on my cock. But if we were going to get a second movie, I was going to have it lasered off and I was going to have, have his name tattooed along my ass piece. But it didn't happen. Oh, but. here we are. But every time I have a wank, I'm reminded of it. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. I think it was like Boxing Day. Ping, I looked at my phone and it was Pritchard just sent me a dick pic of his dick. It's the first time I've seen the, the tattoo for like, it was a, a while and it just looked like a knackered sailor's arm. But it's seen some action, that's why. It's seen some action, definitely. What's your name? What's your question, dude? My name's Thomas. I'm from Cumbran, same hey. as Dean Dan. Hey. Hi, Thomas. Hey. My question is why the fuck did Netflix take Dirty Sanchez off it? Considering Dirty Sanchez is fucking way better than fucking Jackass. Shots fired! Because Aye. the fucking powers that be fucking took us off because we were better than Jackass. Yo, I'll tell you a quick story off the back of why Dirty Sanchez. This, I, that's, uh, that was Cumbran last night outside. You can't see your mother, but she's in the background. She shaved my chest. It was fucking magic. Joyce, he smoked the pubes. So I'll tell you a story about... Um, let me tell you a story about the second movie we didn't get. And it goes back to, like, the weird disappearing Sanchez uh, episodes off Netflix. So we went to MTV with our good friend who's in the crowd, Jim Hickey, the director, season... Uh, Jimmy! Where, where is Jim? Just where so is we can... Jim? Let, we'll bring you up soon, sir. Oh, Jim is there. There's Jim. That motherfucker made the movie Jim season Hickey! one. Let's bring him up now. Let's bring him up now. Jim, come on. Come on up, Jim. Jim, 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 Jim. Oh, all right. He's coming, lads. Come on. We need another cheer. We need another cheer. Hang on. Have mine. Have mine. Jim can have mine and I'll work the stage. So basically, we went to MTV with another idea of a second movie. Yeah. And... But we didn't only go to MTV with, like, oh, can we have a second movie? Uh, Jimmy here, and between some Gumball friends who have lots of money, we, we, got our own, we got our own budget together. I think it was, like, 1.5. It was, it was over a couple of million to make a 3D movie. All right? Yeah. Basically, we went to MTV UK. They greenlit. They were like, yeah, we like the idea. You've got your own money. Went to, went to MTV then in New York, and they just went, nope. So we had the idea. We had the idea for a second movie. We had everybody in place. Jim was there, the guys that we filmed with. We had the we had our own money, our own fucking money. It like they, it's no gamble. You can't. There's no risk because we've got the money. And they just went nah. They just said it wasn't worth the paperwork. That's the fucking truth. Beep. That's the truth. That was the truth. I think this. There's no bad beef between us and Jackass. We've met loads of the guys. You know, we've been touring and hook up than the gumball with some of the jackass crew so there's no beef between us and jackass but that second movie that we were supposed to have done when their movie come out a load of ideas that we gave them was in the first sequence of the jackass movie <laughs> oh, I, I, i'm not crying about it i don't you know that's just the way the cookie crumbles but that's a fucking business we're a bunch of mates having a laugh they did that whatever Cunts. It, it was the suits basically the suits didn't like it uh, Jim, before we take another question from the crowd, can you tell everyone in the room perhaps your all-time favourite 
Sanchez story from either the TV show or the movie or something that has never before been shared. I know a story about Jim that nobody knows about. <laughs> uh, I think, right, no, I'm not going to say. Hi, thanks for... Um, Can we get a round of applause for Jim as well, ladies and gents? Thanks very much. Uh, I, do, I do actually remember being back in Cardiff when we, uh, when the film, the premiere of the film was in. Uh, I think it was the View Cinema, was it? The yeah, View. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was we had to do a Q and A then, and that was absolutely hilarious because it was, must have been what, about 12, 12 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it was actually about ten years ago that I worked with these guys the last time when we went round the world and did Sanchez Gets High, which was absolutely like an unbelievable experience. But I think one of my favourite um, moments with these guys was when it all came together in the film. And we'd been out six weeks filming and we'd done the paintball stuff with Pritchard and, and me and Dayton uh, decided that we couldn't, we couldn't quite spill the beans because no one probably knows this, but we were supposed that not... The time we actually filmed that stunt with the paintballs, we were actually supposed to tell him at the end of that day that it wasn't a real world record. But basically, we, we, we saw him in the shower and we saw the amount of what he'd gone through and the pain in his body and his, how wrecked he was. And we, we just said, well, we can't do it now. It's too dark. We can't do it. So basically, we, we let it go. And then it, it just ended up with the right time where we were in Thailand and basically this, this amazing serendipity where basically Pritch had something to reveal with the tattoo on his cock. And then Dayton had basically... The, the, the fact that he could tell him that it wasn't a world record. And I think that, that sort of timing was my, probably one of my favourite moments of, of working with these guys. So, yeah. Yeah, cause I, can remember, I can remember you behind the camera saying, ding, ding, tell him, tell him, tell him. And Dean was like, what do you want about? Tell him, tell him. You were fucking crazy. What did Pancho say when, when he got his... Why don't out? you try and rub it off, Dave? Rub it off. <laughs> Okay, next question from the crowd. Nice one, Jim. Uh, where's Rosie here? Let's, let's maybe move towards the middle of the room a bit, then we'll come back to the front. Go to the gentleman who stood up. I like your enthusiasm, sir. What's your name? What's your question? You wait till you've got the mic, dude. Come on. Richard, show us. Get your knob out. Get your knob out, lad. I can't, I can't get my knob out for licensing reasons. It's too we big. Know, we're not on TV anymore, lad. It's oh. too big to get out these days. I've got gigs to do. I can't do it. Get it out, lad. Also, I'll get it out in also not a question, a demand. So let's move along. All right. All right. Can you get your knob out then? <laughs> See, if you'd have said that, it could have gone down differently. Right behind you there, Rosie, the gentleman with the can in his hand. It's not really a question. It's more like. Move on, move on. Mate. Questions Ma Matthew are Ryan! <laughs> Matthew Ryan, come on! Where is he? You cannot not talk about Matthew Ryan over there! Dikey! Yo, get Dikey up here! Come on up! Come Di on, Dikey! Get up here! Come on, Dike! Here's the new rule if you Did are he? in any of the clips that were shown tonight, you're allowed on stage. Come so, on, Dike! Come on up! Dikey, get up here! Dikey, get the. Come on, man! Yo! This guy, we, we, we made Pritchard versus Dayton with this guy. He, like, you got him to thank for a lot of shit. Get up here. Come on. Dikey, 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 Dikey. Get him up here. He's not doing it. So he's the dude, if you remember. Yay! Yes. Yes. So at the very start of the show, there was Ben from Cyborg, and he was saying, I remember the film. It was like, 
a guy that fucking was being made to film an execution video or some it's shit. Steps by there. That's the dude. He filmed all the most of the footage that went into the Pritchard versus Dayton skate tape. Dyke. Dyke! Okay, now he's up. Let's get another question from the crowd. Rosie, maybe go to the gentleman right there at the back with his hand in the air with the psychedelic T-shirt. In the film, you decided to repaint Orksham. Would you consider doing another one? What was the question? The pain auction in the film. Would you consider doing another one? Fucking next. We'll do one outside later. Oh, nice one, bro. Okay. Uh, can we have this, some... This guy, this guy there, fuck it, I'll take the mic down. You're sacked. <laughs> it's not Rosie's fault. I was getting a chair. I would like to talk to him, man. I can, if, I, if it's, to, you know... This gent in your front, what's your name? Where'd you come from? My name's Matthew. I come from the Ronda. What's your question? Um, I'm with a mate by her who reckons he's fingered the most girls and got the best technique in his life. Like, who out of the pair of you has fingered the most girls and got the best technique out of the pair of you? A tough question to answer with both their girlfriends in the room. Well, oh, I got an answer for that. I have, I have got an answer for that, but... My fiancé, yeah. I have got an answer, but it's not about us fingering people. It's about when we was in, in Japan and we, we got fingered. And I actually late... Like, you know, if you've seen Sanchez get high when we got fingered in the arse through the, 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 the prostate massage. Now... What you don't understand is behind the camera, there's a sound man, there's a director, there's this, there's that, there's that. So behind, well. behind the camera, it, what, nice Jim's Japanese behind fixer. it, directing it, telling us what to do, me and Dayton lying on the bed. I was hiding in the, in, in, these in the bathroom Jap in the hotel, mate. These Japanese people have got fingers up our asses, like massaging our fucking things, haven't We had to, like, you try and fucking shoot your bolt when there's loads of people behind the camera... It's fucking hard work. Anyway, me and him closed our eyes. I went, right, now close my ears now. Concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. Dane's not in the room. Nobody's in the room. Oh, 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 oh. And next thing, oh. I'm not joking, I went, oh. And Dane went, oh, at the same time. The, the two of us come at the same time. And I looked at Dane, you went, I went first. This is fucked up. I, I went fucking first. I beat you. I went first. What was that like? Well, it doesn't matter. We both come at the same time. He's fucking... All right. Jim, I want to ask Jim a question. What was it like for you being behind the scenes, like you directed and orchestrated, being fingered on, you know, fingered in bed? Like, what, what, what was going on? How do you direct a prostate scene, Jim? How would Kubrick do it? This guy got a woman to shit on my face. It was fucked. Uh, I guess it was um, just about being a professional, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just trying to sort of, you know, see, see what, what sort of stories we were telling, you know, <laughs> being an auteur, you know, those things. Take, take it from the people I, you know, I, I, yeah, like you say, Kubrick and, you know, <laughs> Rob, Rob Reiner, those people, you know, trying to make people laugh. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, I was, I was always obsessed with trying to make it funny or, or you know, just it wasn't just about being absolutely kind of disgusting or, or, or shock value, but, but trying to make it funny as well. And obviously the shock value was there anyway. So uh, Talking uh, of shock value, Dayton, I need to refresh your memory. There's a toilet brush story that needs to be shared. 
from part one. Right, season two. Uh, we, who wants to hear this Bogba story? <laughs> season two. So Joycey had this idea, right? Every time we got to a hotel, before we went, we, before we went filming, we check into our rooms, and Joycey said, I got this idea. We'll, we'll each have the camera, take it to our, bed, our hotel bedroom, and film something fucked up. And then we'll all check our footage out and see who did the most fucked up thing. We were like, you can go first. Because it's Joycey. Anyway, we fucking check in, do some stuff, have some food. Joycey comes downstairs, he goes, oh, I've done mine already. So we were like, all right, what have you got, Dan? Just check this out. He has a video camera, presses play. The camera's on the bed and it's at the back, all right? And he sat, the camera's up there and he sat on the edge of the bed, all right? Toilet's there, camera's there, Joycey on the end of the bed. And all you can see is, from the behind, he's fucking jerking off. And we're like, where's this going? He just goes, shot his fucking load, and then pulls out a bog brush, covered in his own cum, turns to the camera and goes, <laughs> starts fucking brushing his teeth with a bog brush full of fucking spunk. It was a hotel bog brush as well. It wasn't one he bought. It was a hotel bog brush. Where's Rosie at? Front row. This gentleman here. Thank you very much. What's your name? What's your question, my man? Uh, Liam from Bristol. I was just say, oh, this sounds bad at my mum and dad. I've been watching you guys since I was about nine years old. <laughs> but I've been a lifelong fan for fucking years. Um, if, in my personal opinion, the first thing I should do is the nettles, just because I can see the prolonged pain. What, what stunts have you done that you've you would never do again just for the sheer pain of it? Or... Well, I think the nettles is most probably one I wouldn't do again because like, we jumped in the nettles and we didn't really know what the outcome was going to be. So we, like, head to toe, fucked ourselves. But we could have had an apple after shock or something like that. So we had health and safety or panicking, blah, 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 blah. But it lasted for... It was like taking an acid tab and taking the, the worst acid tab ever because it was like the bad, worst trip. Because it lasted like 12 hours. And like I said earlier, me and Dayton were trying anything to stop it from fucking doing our heads in. Like pissing on one another, putting vinegar. Nothing worked. So for 12 and, hours, we were, 12 and a half hours, we were just fucking losing our minds. We ended up going to the Albany pub just to get pissed at all. Try and block it all out. But I think that's something I wouldn't do again. And getting shot up on Blank Grange as well. That was, that was a bit of an experience, but... All fun, though. What about you, Dane? What would you never, ever do again? Apart from book a gig on the night of your stag do. <laughs> Which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. <sighs> Fuck. This. Next question. I'm fucking nervous. Okay. Uh, we're going to do two more questions. Then we're going to have some kind of... I'm having a drink. <laughs> That's what we're going to do after two more questions. I'm going to down a bunch of beers. You've had one, which was a demand. You, have you had one? You bought a T-shirt. Let's give one to the gentleman here with the glasses. Thank you, Rosie. What's your name? What's your question, dude? Wait till you get the mic, though. Hey, Jake for the Royal of Alleys. <laughs> what is the best and the worst thing you've done during the stint of Dirty Sanchez? Sanchez. He's had a couple of beers. Lay off. had the time <laughs> of my life. Uh, Pritchard, you say the best, Dayton, you say the worst. 
What was the question the, again? The best, What's the, the best, best and the thing worst thing you've done? I know the best thing I've done was mostly filmed Dirty Sanchez. It was a laugh. I travel. I mean, when you think about it, I got paid to travel the world for 10 years and get fucking wrecked with my mates. It's fucking... You can't, you can't beat it. It's fucking brilliant. It's like winning the lottery, I suppose. I just, like, it's all apart. I don't want to sound like some fucking tree-hugging hippie, like everything's cool, man, all positive vibes, but shit, it was fucking just the best shit ever. Like, I can't say there was a bad shit, bad thing to it, you know? It was just nothing but fucking, like, is this really happening? Of people paying us to do a show and have the time of your life? But yeah, M MTV fell for it and here we fucking out today, so. Lee, would you mind opening yourself and myself a beer? And maybe Matthew and, and our guests as well. There's five beers, five guys, let's crack them open. Okay, let's do two more questions. Uh, let's have a female question because we haven't had the female perspective on Dirty Sanchez yet. The lady there about halfway towards the back. Hi, so I was just wondering, you've had some crazy, crazy antics over the years and I was wondering whether you have any scars to go with them. <laughs> I tell you, the, mo the, the physical or mental. The worst scars I've got are most probably mental scars. If anyone saw the European tour, I, yep, I lost my fucking marbles. But if he didn't fuck with me, we most probably wouldn't have had a good European tour. He drove me around the fucking bend, and it, and it was hilarious looking back. So yeah, that was good. And yeah, there's a few little scars all over my body, but. The brand, yeah. Oh, the, brand, the brand in here. Dick we, Squad. We were in Phoenix doing the cowboy thing, and we were all... We went to... Um, what's the name? We went over the border to Mexico. It was Pancho's birthday, wasn't it, man? It was Pancho's birthday, so we went to some dodgy, dodgy fucking border town called Nogales. Nogales, yeah. Which is... And we got... And someone well, had bought some, some slightly... Someone we, brought some slightly dodgy powder as well, We bought they? some fucking cocaine. Oh, shit! I remember this story. And then... So... We oh, all got fuck. fucked up on the border. We bought some cocaine. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. As you did. And then, as we were going to go back... I don't know what it was. The, the, corrupt, the corrupt police said, right, they stopped us. I went, you've got cocaine. So whoever sold it to us fucking grassed us up. So he lined us all up in a, in a line, and he had the coke on him, and, and he said, move over. So they dropped. No, coke. I didn't. It's all right. I did. I put my finger in there. The coke. I didn't put it. I, I didn't drop the coke. I put my finger in my pocket and just went and flicked it out. Yeah, that's what, I, and, it, that, and it fucking landed. And, and he shuffled us over, and that cocaine landed on the bottom of Jim's feet. <laughs> so when the fucking copper came walking over, going, "Yes, yes, what is this?" So Jim was like. Oh, you fucking planted it on me. Fucking hell, what the fucking thing's going? Oh, that's my fucking cocaine. <laughs> anyway, the copper said, finish it off and get over the border. So we all went and fucked off. That was a good... Well, we had to give him 200 quid first. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. $200. Didn't we? That's how corrupt it was, but it was good fun. Hi, I'm Jackie from Pontypool. Right, Richard, how did you feel when he shaved your ear off in Spain? 
No. Was this? No, it was. It was. It was Italy. We'd been on the road for quite a few weeks, living in each other's pockets, uh, drinking constantly, fucking yeah, getting just fucked up, and then living on a bus. It's It's really nice when the bus first turns up. Wicked. I'm on a rock and roll bus, but that soon wears off after about a few days. So I lost my head. And every time I tried, he just kept doing me over. So when I wanted to get him back, and I sh- he shaved my hair off, and I was really fucking bollocks at the time, because I actually woke up in my sleep and touched it, and I didn't realise, and I went back to sleep, and I woke up and went, oh, it's gone. I'm like it's a gone. fucking nun. I look like a fucking nun. But... I went to a bit of a dark place after that, and, and the health and safety officer, Stephen O'Neill, had to come and fucking rescue me and give me a Valium and put me to sleep. And I missed the gig, didn't I? Yeah, so he missed this gig in Italy, and Jim had set it up in this like really weird kind of like fucking... What was it, Jim? Like a dungeon or something. No, no, it was a... Di- no, it, <laughs> it might have been a dungeon. So being this fucking like swanky fucking cocktail bar in Milan... Yeah, it was like a cocktail bar in Milan. We put on a, lot, a live show which we'd set up. So Pritch couldn't make it. Now, Pritch normally bends over, puts a hose pipe up his ass, just pours a litre of beer up it as a stellar enema. Joycey normally gets in a paddling pool with a pair of fucking uh, goggles on, and Pritchard just goes, boof. Just get, and gives, would give Joycey a stellar enema. So, because Pritch weren't there, we went, Panch, you're going to have to do stellar enema. Right. This is where it got fucking, went a bit weird. This is a good story. So, Pancho's on stage. We got the fucking funnel, the beer waiting. Puts the pipe up his ass. As we put the beer in, the hose pipe goes... It's like, fuck, you've got to put it up your ass, mate. You've got to stick it up your ass. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, imagine all these people are standing there, like, drinking, looking. Can't, we're fucking Welsh. They're fucking Italian. We're in Milan. They're cool. We're cunts. He gets this fucking tube and goes... I'm like, fuck me, that's in. And he goes, Doop. He put it in about fucking a foot. Right? We pour the beer in, we pour all the booze in. Joyce's in a paddling pool. The beer goes up his ass. Pancho bends over. And when he fucking shunts like that, beer didn't come out. He just projectile shitted straight into Joyce's face. Dripping all down his face. And this is just like... Half the people clapped really slow, like a fucked up standing cricket clap. And the rest just fucking went. And I was in bed off my head on volume, fucking cracking. Uh, okay, Jim and Dikey, can we ask you two gentlemen to kindly exit the stage and take your chairs with you to the back there? You just push, be a gym. push them at the back if you would. Round of applause for Jim and Dikey, the people who captured all the footage you've seen tonight. You don't need to go anywhere, Lee. Um, we got time for one more question, I think. Rosie, let's go to... I like the look of that guy at the back there with the baseball top on and the ninja star. He's got a mohawk. He's got to be gnarly. He's got a pentagram. Owen from Carmarthen. Who was the first one to pussy out of Sanchez? Ooh. Who, who was the what? Who was the first one to pussy out of Sanchez? Pussy out? Yeah. 
I don't think any of us throw in the towel. Really. Throw in the towel. MTV threw in the towel. We didn't. We were fucking ready to go. Ooh. Yeah, we wanted more, but MTV didn't. Is there raw hypnol in that drink? Because it might make my night a little bit easier. <laughs> um, before anything else happens, I'm going to have a beer. It's my stag night. All right, wait, 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 wait. Um, and this was for my, my uncle passed away, Snatch. Yay! Uncle Dent! He's back! Pritchard versus fucking Dayton. Well, do do do. This is the part of the night where it gets weird, isn't it? This isn't a stage show, they're just gonna fuck me up. On stage. I've had the time of my life I've to lead us I've into never the. never felt this way before. <laughs> Matthew. Uh, the, the, the show's over. Yes. It's not. The, to lead us into the home straight, I've heard all the stories and I enjoy them all, but I think single handedly the greatest one is the time you urinated on a Hollywood movie star. I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing that story with the people of Cardiff. I mean, I'd like to tell you all the true story because obviously the papers and the media pickle the story and make it, it's just, they just lie. The whole story was, actually one of the guys, one of the gumballers is in here tonight, Andy. I was uh, in the car with him and we were going from Stockholm to Vegas and I've never taken um, Xanax before. So I was partying, 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 partying. He said, have some Xanax. And he had medical Xanax. And it's fucking, compared to what we get here, they're shit. But these are fucking good ones. And they're like in little sticks. So every morning, I take a quarter of a Xanax. It took the edge off. Because I'd go straight from the party, straight in the car. And I wouldn't drive, obviously, because I was fucked. But he was driving, driving, driving. And I'd go, next party. Anyway, we got to Amsterdam. And I said, well, we're going straight to Reno. So... I might as well do a full Xanax. And little did I know that you shouldn't really drink on Xanax. So I took the whole Xanax at the airport and my mind went, and I'm not joking, I, I'll, I'll admit to my wrongs and I, if I knew, I'd, I'd say it. My mind went blank. And I woke up about an hour away from Reno in the back of a plane. The Gumball Airlines, the private jet, thank fuck. I went, what are we doing here? And the guy next to me said, Oh, he went, where the fuck do I start? And then that's when it sunk in. Shit, what have I done? And he started telling me, and I thought he was winding me up. So I went back to where I was sitting, and everyone on the plane was looking at me like I was a proper naughty boy. And I said, did I do what he said? And they all went, yeah, yeah, and a bit more. I basically got naked, ran up and down the fucking plane, bollock naked, and I don't know if anyone knows Bun B, the gangster rapper. He fell asleep and I teabagged him on the plane. Literally standing above his head, teabagging him. And he said later on, he said, Pritch, if there was anyone else, I would have fucking shot you. And then the captain came out because I fucking set all the oxygen masks off. 
and the captain came out to see what was going on, so I picked up a pillow and twatted him across the head. And I'm not a violent drunk, so that was unusual. And then I was so fucked, I thought I was going for a piss in the toilet. But I wasn't pissing on the toilet, I was pissing on the aeroplane door. And Dolph Lundgren happened to be in seat 1A, right next to the door. So everyone went, whoa, 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 what the fuck are you doing? So I turned around and started fucking pissing all over Dolph Lundgren. And then apparently I passed out and that's when I ended up in the back of the plane. And yeah, that's the story, basically. A round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. But I will... I will say, on behalf of Dolph Lundgren, when we landed in Reno, because we were going to Vegas, we had to just... I went up to him and I apologised, and he was a gentleman, and he said, don't worry about it, man, we're on the gumball. So, he was cool. When the show finishes... Have you had a good time? Have you had a good time? When the show finishes, the boys, after a couple of moments, respites, will go and meet all of you, have your pictures, all of that. Before we end the show, though... Is it someone stag do? Yeah, but t- t- tell them where we're going after this, quickly. Oh, okay. So if you want the night to continue into the wee hours of the morning, which I presume you do, because it's Cardiff and it's Friday, are you familiar with a club called Fuel? Wormanby Street next to the Welsh Club. Here's the plan. As soon as you get to the door, have a picture with these boys, leave, walk around the corner, get to Fuel, boom, 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 and everyone's, everyone's out. We'll get there, and the after party can commence. For now, though, ladies and gents, I've been working wait, hard wait, behind wait. the scenes. Hey, you've got a team of people working hard behind the scenes. <laughs> Let's get the house lights up, please. House lights up. Have you had a good night tonight? Is it weird enough for you yet? Batter him! Let's bring it home! Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Don't get the noodle out, Dane. They'll sue me. Keep that noodle under wraps. Give it up for Lee Dayan, ladies and gentlemen. Stack, 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 stack. Is this your happiest day ever, Lee? Happy days, the 
coming out tonight and showing your day Sanchez support after all these years most crowds would have walked out by this point because the PC police has ruined all our fun but you stuck right with us till the end even though it has become very weird indeed And a big round of applause for the stag, Lee Dayton. Give it up, give it up. Okay, we have one request from all of you right now. Could you stand up, move forward, turn the house lights on, and can we get a picture with the boys and all of you in the background to celebrate this wonderful night? Have you had a good time? Cardiff, thank you for coming out. I've paid my dues Time after time When the beat kicks in, anyone's going to sing along I sent us I committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made shitloads I've made a few Hands in the air, Cardiff I've had my shelf and kicked in my Down the level, Fucking Cardiff. Cardiff! Thank you so much for coming out. So, we need to leave the final words of the night to a Welsh legend, a philosopher, an icon, Howard Marks. Have a seat, everybody have a seat, sit down, kill all the lights. Uh, Pritchard had the great pleasure through the years of meeting all the people that he did to become friends with Howard and for the documentary that the boys made. They filmed Howard sharing some of his thoughts on the enduring appeal of Dirty Sanchez. Uh, one more time on behalf of myself and the boys, thank you very much for coming out tonight. I hope you've been entertained. I hope you've yeah, had a good time. Thank you very much, everybody. So, as I said, the boys will go dry each other off 
and then they'll be by the merch table in five minutes if you want to start a queue there along here around the back there the bar's open till midnight so feel free to drink and hang out we'll meet everyone have pictures get stuff signed all of that and then we'll go around the corner to fuel and continue the night but for now ladies and gentlemen let's leave the final thoughts of the night to the late great dearly departed mr howard marks Howard, 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 Howard. Howard. Um, so how, how long do you think um, the boys have been doing it for 10 years? How long do you think they can go on? Well, how much longer can they go on? Oh, they've done, as you say, at least 10 years. I mean, the absolute minimum would be another quarter of a century. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was a lot longer. And I'll just ask you why. Why do you think they can go on? What's their uh, sort of enduring appeal? Um... They're in, oh, how long would they remain popular? Uh, yes, I suppose the two things are. Their enduring appeal is fulfilling other people's fantasies, essentially, because uh, a lot of people have very, very low pain thresholds. A lot of people are frightened of pain, and these guys make it into fun. So that will always be its appeal. I think it will always remain the appeal to, the, to them themselves, too. Howard Marks, people. Thank you so much, Cardiff. Thank you, honestly. Thank you very fucking much. Yeah, thank you very much, Cardiff. We'll see you at the meet and greet, and then we'll see you at the party after. Thank you all for coming. You've all been fucking brilliant. Dirty Sanchez, fucking forever. Happy fucking days. As they say in Flandau, ciao, ciao for now. now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.